What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the season premiere of Say It In Four, where we share our four unpopular opinions in four rapid minutes. Let's get right into it. Um, first topic is with COVID-19 counts increasing daily, um, and they're on the rise here around the holiday season. Uh, do you think it's still okay to get together with your relatives and friends and family during the season? Uh, Chanel, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I personally feel that during the COVID, first off, let me start by saying I lost my uncle to COVID. So when it hits home, it hits different. So just from my experience, I would rather not. I'd rather everybody just stay home and, you know, be safe. I'm not saying that you can't go see your family, but is it worth it? I'm only saying that because you don't know if your family's been in contact with anybody that has the COVID. And what I'm saying is the holidays, I know certain times of the year, it's like when everybody gets together, but it shouldn't take a holiday for you to get together. You understand? I personally feel that it's better for people to just be at home and don't put anybody at risk. Like I said, this is the season now where everybody's getting sick and people don't think about that as well. Like, I don't know. You're taking a chance whether you do it or not. So all I got to say is that if you are going to go travel, I mean, obviously use precaution, but if it was up to me, I'm not going anywhere. I'm definitely staying home. I'm doing my own Thanksgiving dinner. So nobody's coming. Nobody's coming over. Mm-mm. And guess what? We got video chat. You know, we got Zoom. We got all these new features. So everybody, there's no reason why you can't see somebody. You understand? And guess what? When everything gets back in place, when the COVID is done, listen, everybody going to be lit. Everybody will be turned out. We're going to be traveling. This is, this is like a life uh, learning lesson. You know, 2020, life is short. Now, let me, ask, so let me ask you this. Do you, you think it's, do you think it would be okay? Um, because I think it would be reasonable and fair if people are able to prove, you know, if they do have to travel and you're doing the necessary precautions to um, uh-huh. make sure that you're not passing that, whether you go get a COVID test, you know, a couple of days before um, you go see a relative um, mm-hmm. or you, you quarantine, you know, if you know you're planning to go to see those relatives or people before this, before you, um, the, the holiday comes, you go, you know, put yourself in that 14 day window if that's what's required. Um, I think that should be reasonable, right? So if people do still want to, you know, make, make that trip and go see that relative, maybe someone's on there, you know, they're sick. I guess. Sick yeah, I, I, say, I say no, though, because my thing is if you have to travel somewhere, right? Like you're, Josh, you're in Boston. I'm here in LA. And mm-hmm. if I want to go visit family in Boston, I might catch something on the plane. And now I'm going to give it to somebody. So, so, so what I got the test yesterday, now I got COVID on the plane. Yeah, but that's true. But that, but the thing, see, the thing that people don't so that's understand why you just is, don't go. <laughs> right. But, but the thing is that people don't understand is that they don't understand is that the COVID, that stuff still remains in your system. It's not like you have the 15, the 14 day quarantine to make sure that it's not really spreading, but that stuff still stays in your blood. You understand? So me. So not necessarily, uh, obviously, I mean, it makes sense to not be jumping mm-hmm. on a plane. Right. But what about if I'm in the same city? You know? Um, if I you, get, you can get on the train. You can get in no, the Uber. If you're people, <laughs> you can get that thing in the Uber, right? <laughs> I can't. Look, I think that people have uh, pandemic fatigue and mm. they've probably been good all year long, not doing, you know, they canceled trips, canceled everything, and they just, you know, it's the end of the year, and they like, we still in this, and they just, you I know, know, it's frustrating. Of and they it's frustrating. So you let's know. so let's talk about it a little bit deeper, right? Um, we've got some of these celebrities out here right now, um, who you know they they got their their wealth and they're able to host these large events, um, similar to uh, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen in the news the Kim Kardashian, right? Um, she's got all of these people in her immediate family that she wants to bring together. Um, do you think that's acceptable for them to be able to do that, even though you know there's a lot of people out here struggling during during the pandemic and people 
um, trying to trying to figure it out. Uh, everything she does is a, a big production, you know, that's, mm. that's Kim being Kim and it's probably a money thing. Look, she got new skim lines coming out, all that stuff. She, you know, she got to be relevant. She got to keep her page, you know, people interested, people talking so about she was her doing it with just maybe like, If she was just doing it with maybe 10 people, uh, would that be acceptable? Cause mm -hmm. I think maybe if she's able, if she hosts an event, but it's not a big one, right? Maybe she just has yeah, yeah. 10 people, her immediate family, but they're doing something extravagant at the house and she has, a, she got the money to have them come do COVID tests, right? Should, that should be fair. They, they, fam they immediate family is larger than 10 people. Ain't no way she's doing 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's valid. I just feel like with Kim K is like, the thing is like these celebrities are wealthy. They have the money. If they want to have these extravagant events and parties, that's fine. Um, I think a lot of that really comes from people feeling some kind of way because there's so many people on unemployment there's so many people that are barely fighting for dinners. You don't even, I can't even tell you how many times I go on my Facebook or I go on my social media and it's somebody always like saying like, yo, if you need some food, contact me. I mm -hmm. haven't seen so many people go without having meals. That's what really scares me when it comes down to it is like, yeah, she's, she's throwing these parties and these pictures got released and people are getting personally upset about it. I'm not mad at Kim, Clark, uh, Kim K for having money. She does donate. She does support mm -hmm. other people. She's gotten people out of jail. I don't see why people have to come at her for wanting to do an event with her own money. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe should take time to reflect on what you need to do to get yourself in a better situation and not to try to come at a person that maybe has a tough um, circumstance. But at the same time, you shouldn't be following Kim K in the first place. Your focus shouldn't be <laughs> being her feed <laughs> online. Just being honest. So, so people were upset to the idea that she's partying and stuff right now? People was calling her tone deaf. They were saying, like, yo, that's kind of inconsiderate that, yo, some people, like, one of the posts was that a person just lost their job. And, like, somebody's been waiting on unemployment, still didn't get a freaking stimulus check. But how is that her responsibility? How is that her? Why, 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 why is that? Why does that show she should be concerned about that? Because I feel like. on something else. Right, but right. I feel like because people put public figures, anybody that's a public figure, they make it their responsibility. Like, yo, you got all this money. People just see the money value, right? So I'll, tell the material. You so I'll, be, I'll say this right now. I was Kim Kardashian. I wouldn't be concerned as long as I'm doing the right things um, to make sure my family's, um, you know, they're safe and everybody's well. I mean, like you said, she got, she earned that money, right? So how can we be mad at her for, for doing something, holding an event at her house? Now, if she's doing it on 50 with 50 people, like you said, they taking pictures and it's 50 people. Yeah, that's a problem. But if, if I'm Kim Kardashian and I got millions or billions and I got my family and we're having a Thanksgiving gathering, I'm not concerned with what the media got to say, because if she did the right precautions, she's fine. I think she's all right. Right? Yeah. I think she needs to just uh, kind of feel out her fan base. Um, probably her fans was all good with it, you know. Um, they love Kim and, you know, all, all that. Like I was saying, it's a big production. They love all that about her. But if, you know, someone was feeling a certain type of way, then she should maybe, you know, kind of listen to that. I'm, I haven't really seen, you know, you see other celebrity stuff. They go on, you know, vacations or whatever. Um, I saw like uh, Sierra and Vanessa Bryant and Lala. They oh yeah, out, yeah, you know, yeah. On like a family thing where they had their kids, they was taking pictures on private planes, whatever. But everything that they did, it was um, like an innocent thing. It had like a family type of 
feel to it. Like one right. thing they was on the plane nursing, you know, because it was like I don't know, uh, breast something, you know, something to do with nursing. Right, the breastfeeding moms and all that. Post, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I just feel like that. So it wasn't I like, that. we flashing, we stunting on y'all. So right. I'll say this. It's, it's funny that we're on the topic of, <laughs> on that topic of talking about um, who's following who and what when it comes to social media, right? Um, because the next thing I would like to talk about is, you know, the impact that social media has on us individually, you know? What do you, what do you, or do you feel like you're addicted to social media? Any, any of us here? Uh, and what are you doing to try to cut back on that? Um, Shawnetta, what, what do you, let's, let's talk about it. Um, you know what? I think I, I was pretty bad with social media. Like I would be in the bed. That's the first thing that I would do. Like when I turn on my phone, I see the little notification. So I'm like, oh, I'm clicking on everything, opening everything to see who said what, whatever. But I watched this, um, it was a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma uh-huh. and uh, another one called The uh-huh. Great Hat. But it just opened my eyes and I, I got mad. I'm like, yo, you ain't going to be controlling me. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> so now I turned, off, <laughs> I turned off all my notifications and everything. And now I'm not on it as much. Like I got to physically go on and see. So I only do it. I check it like two times a day or something versus me getting caught in a rabbit hole because now I'm just. So T, what do you consider being addicted then? You know, because, um, you know, we could have somebody who doesn't, who's not on many apps. They're probably on just one app. And then you got people who are on like seven, 10 apps and um, then all of them a day. So what about if that one person who's on one app, but they're not, they, they only focus on, they might be on that one app quite a couple hours a day compared to Yeah, but it's still, com- it's still considered to be social media though, right? So anything right. that you do, excessively is considered to be an addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol, whatever the case may be. So if you have to pick up this phone and consume it for a solid three hours, four hours, and you drop it down, you pick it up, you drop it down, you pick it up, that's entirely too much. There's some type of um, analytics on this phone to show you how many times you pick up your phone a day. Okay. It also tracks how long you're on the phone a day everything that's an addiction if your number is over 45 minutes 30 minutes and you cannot control that that's an addiction don't don't you think the average person is over 45 (laughs) minutes for each app though come on i mean if you're jumping in to whether it's an email whether you're jumping in a text what did we do before that was a requirement for life what did we do before that before there was this. Before it was, yeah, the apps of the Instagram, the Facebook, etc. What yeah, were you doing? With the, what was yeah, it? that that three hours that you're utilizing now on social media. What was you using that before? I mean, people were most likely probably doing things manually, right? So, I mean, for for each of us, when you think about where we were at, where society was at the top of the decade. I mean, we didn't have the, the technological advance for people to have things at the fingertip to just get things done has changed. So we didn't have that same capability before. Right. So you can just jump on like people if you want to, like if you wanted to create a project, right? You yeah. can go shoot something on your iPhone and then sit there and edit it on the iMovie. You just right. on your phone, right? You're in that app for how many other hours. But before you probably had to take that time away and go do it the manual way. So being, having the access, accessibility to do it at our fingertips, I feel like is what's changed and I don't think it's going to go back the other direction. Yeah, yeah, but we're consuming a feed of what everybody else is doing for three hours, four hours. That's what you're doing. It's like the old man on the corner paying attention to what everybody's doing on the block. We talked about people having the addiction. What are we, do- what are we doing to fix it? 
you decide um, how many how much time you're gonna spend a day if you gotta set an alarm a timer or whatever do it you know you gotta retrain yourself yeah and i think you gotta figure you out know. the why why are you going on social media so much right so some people true. they want to use That's it for true. yeah they want to use it for business some people mm -hmm. want to do it for personal um i just put out a poll the other day and out of everybody that responded only five percent said that they use it for business the other 95 was for personal so what is that personal consisting of uh most likely things people uh, <laughs> what is the person <laughs> consisting of? Well, you know what the personal right? is because when you on the internet you could live a different life that's the thing and people hide behind the internet and people get it's like a fantasy if you think about it you could be whatever you want to be online i mean look so, at all these situations where people get catfished and you know uh you got all these con artists and scammers and all that that's the like i think that's why people are so addicted to it because a lot of people have personal issues a lot of people are struggling with problems and they don't know how to that's part of their therapy unfortunately i personally feel like if anybody's trying to fix their addiction to being on social media mm. you definitely definitely have to set a goal for yourself matter of fact just do a challenge like yo for for a whole week i'm not gonna even go on facebook i'm not gonna go on instagram i'm not gonna go on none of that for a whole week so i now, see a lot of people now, doing that but i'll check this out right what about uh social media is a form of consumption for people's news right right a lot of people get their news through social media i know terrence uh you know twitter's <laughs> one of your favorite right you, know? you told you've told me that that's where you like to go for that's your instant immediate news source so yeah you're spending if you've got three hours a day through twitter yeah. And, you know, you're consuming your information because that's where you're getting the immediate responses from, whether it's you know, an earthquake happened in L.A., um, somebody was killed in the hip-hop industry, or, you know, a new person was elected, uh, a president of a country, you're still in that space, right? So with Twitter for me, right, um, it took me about 15 minutes to catch up, not an hour. Okay. <laughs> not <laughs> no, an hour. It's, it's, because but, but, but you're still, like, over the course of whatever it is, a day, a week, the, the consumption total of those hours is still, whether it's on the Twitters, the Instagram, wherever you're Yeah, but bro, what we're talking about, though, is four hours, five hours a day. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about five hours in a week. We're talking about yeah, this is five a hours day. a day, right? So if I could do 15 minutes to catch up real mm -hmm. quick and then 15 at night, that's 30 minutes. I'm done. That's fair. Okay. How that's much fair. news am I consuming? But then do you think it's a generational thing? Because like I said, when we all grew up, it was like we didn't really have Facebooks and all that. We had, you know, AOL, barely that. But even when you had AOL, you had to take the telephone line off the wall just so you had access to going AOL. So my thing is these kids that's being brought up <laughs> right. now, they're being thrown into it already. So this right. is like their livelihood. You understand? We didn't have that. All day so for long. Us, yeah, for us, I think it's going to be like, yo, I'm, I like, especially watching Social Dilemma, it's like, because I watched that too, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. All these algorithms and people really, like, positioning, like, these are how they get the suggestions, and it's, it's like, it's really crazy when you think about it, but I think it's honestly a generational thing, because like I said, my kid, he wakes up, and it's YouTube, YouTube, uh, Netflix, Hulu. I mean, right. it's just like, yo, why are you guys consuming so much of this media, like, going online, and it's just too much, you know what I'm saying? So, I get speaking it. Of, it's ridiculous. Speaking about that, how they're consuming all that, right? Let's talk about some um, some news, right? I know a couple, top of this year, um, last year, um, into last year, just just overall, we've heard about the kids down in the, you know Mexico, um, things like that, where they were separated from their parents due to immigration, um, you know, standards and things that are going on. 
you know, with the, I believe it was over 600 kids, they were separated away from their parents and they didn't, they weren't found. Their parents haven't been found. Some of those kids, I think one kid was reunited recently. Um, you know, how do you feel about, how do you feel about that? What was his purpose for doing it like that? Like, he was trying to teach them a lesson or something? Like, what? why would you separate these parents from these kids? You are causing so much psychological damage to these children. For what? So you could prove a point? You know, I mean, yes, there needs to be uh, better systems in place for immigration and, you know, but to separate them, just, I mean, why, why separate them? Then just send them back with the parents. Why are you separating them? And now they don't even know who their parents are. And if they do finally get re reunited, it's been so long. Like, if they were little kids, they're not going to recognize their parents. Like this. So we want to blame the guy who's implementing something, but whose fault is that? You because were captured and you came in illegally. Implementing. Why are you sending, keeping the children and sending and back sending the, the parents. parents back? Right. I don't. Why get are you that. separating them? There's no justification for that. Parents, so you're just, okay. So together. you're saying send everybody They're back. Okay. Right. Yeah. Send that, that. There's no justification for that. And then you got these yeah, kids in these concentration camps and all that away from their parents. That's so inhumane. That's yeah. not even treating people Trying like humans. Teach Whoa. them a lesson. So to exactly. Discern, them from coming back and trying it again. Yeah, but I because I, they know it's a big consequence. Yeah, but I also think that the parents are like forcing the kids to go and say, "Hey, keep on running. They're taking me, but you keep on running." Right? No, so they, now they have the kid. I don't I don't believe that's what the situation is. But you don't think that they will want their child to be free even if they're I captured? But if it's a child, right? how are we going to how are we going to know where to go with any guidance? Who what are they But once to? again, he made it over to America. You, you're well, he's in a cage right now, now no? sitting, doing nothing. A lot of these countries, people are refugees. They're fighting. They're poor. It's like poor areas, and people are trying to escape for freedom because, essentially, America is the land of the free. You understand? Um, so a lot of people feel like, yo, I have to, I got to get out of the situation, and it's like, for my, I, Charnetta, I totally agree with you. My whole thing with that is like, I'm not saying that. Trump or anybody is wrong for having those um, implications of, you know, hey, this is, you got to follow procedure. You know what I'm saying? You can't be coming into the country illegally. I get that. But don't separate a kid from their parent. So let's move on to, to a lighter conversation. Talk about kids. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. To so move on to a, a lighter conversation, you know, let's, let's, let's go do a quick round table right here. What was your favorite uh, video game growing up? Uh, excuse me, your favorite console growing up, Sharnetta? Oh, I'm from that. Uh, started with Atari. Ooh, telling my age. Oh, and wow. Then Nintendo. Wow. Ooh, baby. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I know <laughs> nothing about that. That's <laughs> woo. You know oh, oh, baby. I know she nothing knows. about that. Duck Hunt, you know, Mario, <laughs> Saving Queen, Peach, yeah. all that. Yeah. No, 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 no. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Hold up. Hold up. Chanel, <laughs> what about you? This is one. We only need one. Yo, Super Nintendo, when you had to, like, blow out the cartridge with the Q-tip, had to get the dust out. Yeah, yeah, you got to blow the cartridge. Right, with the Zelda game, you know what I'm saying, what the Mario 64, what? what? The video games with you. What, what, what was yours growing up? I would say Sega. Sega? Yeah. So my generation was probably the, the Sega Nintendo, the Sega PlayStation. I would say the PlayStation probably was, was it for me. Um, how do y'all feel about everything going on right now with this PlayStation craze? I'm pretty sure y'all have seen it and heard about it in the media. Um, some of these people bought these consoles and they flipped them for, I know someone who said bought one is flipping it for $900. 
Uh, which crazy. Is crazy. If you ask me, I have a, a PlayStation 4, but I almost never use it myself. Do you think these people are going a little bit out of hand right now? Uh, you know, listen, <laughs> I feel like if if they were like saving up for it, they avid gamers or whatever, they saving right. up this, that, and the third. This is their relax, you know, how they decompress and everything, you know, cool. But, you know, if it's coming down to you got to pay your rental car payment or something to get to work or this game, you better handle it <laughs> to pay your bills. <laughs> but that's the funny thing, because they have these memes where it's like, if you're if the, the cost of the PS5 is higher than your credit score, then you shouldn't be getting the PS5. Do you think these people got, is that a problem for them? Because there's a lot of people out here doing it. Just listen. Yeah, it's a problem. A lot of, see, but their validation for the people that's doing that, their validation is like, this is keeping me off the streets. I get to stay home. Oh, you know what I'm gosh. saying? They, I get to you spend time with my family and bond. Is it okay to have a 600 credit score and still have the PS5 right now? here's my thing if you want to get the ps5 that is on you all i'm saying is do not hit me up talking about you need 30 dollars. <laughs> you are the line for food stamps and all that because you right. can't feed your kids and you can't take care of yourself but you got the nerve to be buying a ps5 like your priorities just don't make sense that's all i'm saying stuck on the back rent Praying COVID right. somehow, you know. Yeah, right. You would rather have a PS5 than not to have toilet paper to wipe your butt. Like that's crazy. Like honestly, something's wrong. Yo, whose man's is this? Like something's wrong with you. You gotta go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you alive for on your PS5? So what y'all think? Say what, Josh? Are you gonna be alive for? Uh, you gonna go get in get in line? No, 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 no. I like to be on the back end. You know, I own a little bit of Microsoft and Sony, so I'm good. <laughs> Yo, when you busy and making moves, you don't got time. Honestly, like, my kid, my kid wants one. I'm not going to lie. And I just feel like maybe I will get him one, but I'm going to wait till it gets a little cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Right now, everybody's paying a thousand and up for a freaking console. I don't know. Do you (laughs) buy it and just don't act. Just all I'm saying is just do not ask me for no $30, no $100, not in one dive and not one penny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, y'all. Thank y'all again for coming to the season premiere of uh, Satan 4, uh, where we speak and we give y'all our unpopular opinions. We hope to see y'all back next week uh, for another crazy episode. All right.